Well, welcome to the Rooted Podcast. Um, we are in the book of Psalms today, uh, Tim and I, and we have, I guess, a lot of ground to cover today. Uh, we're doing this week Psalm 1 through 27. Um, so that, that may seem like a lot, but I think as, as, as you start reading day by day, you'll realize that these, these Psalms are not only brief, but reading them together, reading several at a time is helpful and um, a blessing to the soul yes. to read. Yes. So. yes, I love to, to read the book of Psalms because a lot of these are, are prayers. It's, it's great for worship. And sometimes when I read through them, I'll just stop and I'll pray through those Psalms. And uh, I enjoy the different poetic portions of Scripture and the background behind each psalm. And, Absolutely. Um, it's, it's great. And uh, the psalms remind us also that we can be, yeah, we're emotional beings. Yes. God created us to have emotions. Yes. And you see, especially in these psalms, the emotions of David on full display. Right. Someone who is a man after God's own heart, yet we find him sometimes in the depths of despair, right. um, struggling and knowing how righteous God is, how powerful God is, yet seeing what he seem, seems to be the wicked prospering right. on earth. And, and he, was, he struggled with some of those things just like we do today. And, and he, you make a great yeah. point, Matt, because he was really a man's man. I mean, he was Absolutely. a king, he was a mighty yeah. warrior, but yet he's vulnerable and he shares his innermost feelings. And uh, some of these Psalms, he's, he's angry. <laughs> Yep, and he's asking yeah. God to kill people, and and then he's rejoicing. So he has all the emotions as he's the psalm, psalmist of Israel. Yeah. So we're gonna we're not gonna highlight every psalm that you're gonna be reading right. this week, but we're we, we're kind of gonna go through a few of them. And there were a few that stood out to us that 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 spoke to our hearts and blessed us that that we're gonna discuss. We're going to talk about as we as we work our way, and maybe on the comments on this video, you might want to just share one of the psalms in your reading this week that that blessed you and why it, why it blessed you. Um, so we'll dig in. I think you wanted to talk about or or, or highlight the first psalm, Psalm yeah, One. I, I love Psalm One. It's a, they they call it an, an standalone an orphan psalm. Mm-hmm. Yep, and uh, it gives us a contrast between the godly man and the ungodly man. And they say the, the last word of verse 3 tells us the end of the godly man. He's, he's going to prosper. And then the last word of verse number 6 tells us the results of the ungodly man, and he's going to perish. And so it's, it's a contrast uh, uh, between the, the godly man, and uh, he, he, sees, he steps up the contrast in verse 4. He says, but the ungodly are not so but are like. But verses 1 through 3, he tells us what the godly man is is like. And so the first thing you see in verse 1, Matt, is his walk, you know, where he stands and where he sits. And we, we shouldn't listen to the counsel of the ungodly. Have you ever done that? Listen to wrong counsel? Never. Yeah, no, I, I, I have. Yeah, I think we, so everybody we has. We need to guard against yeah. the wrong mm-hmm. counsel. And then we, we shouldn't stand... In the path of sinners, and then the finality, we we not only walk with them and stand with them, we, we sit down and become one of them, and we sit in the seat of the scornful. But this blessed man, verse two tells us his delight is what in the law of the Lord. Yeah. So, 
He loves the scriptures. As you're reading through all the Psalms, that that's a way to apply that right away. Is we get to, and the Psalms are a delight to read. Yes. Uh, yes. They they just they they come right out and bless our hearts, and um, that's a beautiful Psalm. Yeah, I, I I love that where he says his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law he meditates, and he'll be like a tree planted. You know, he's he's stable. He brings forth fruit in its season. And then he tells us about his fruitfulness. His leaf won't wither. You know, we, we, everybody talks about the expression burnout. And I don't know <laughs> if that is a biblical term or if that is a secular term. But I know we as Christians, we get dry. Yeah. You know, and but if we're going to stay fresh, then we need Scripture, the law of the Lord. And in his law, we need to to delight and the scriptures likened to water and we need to drink from the water. We need to stay wet and stay fresh. And uh, it says his leaf shall not wither and whatsoever he does is, is going to prosper. And it's easy to get dry yep. as a believer. It sure is. You know? I noted the, noted the progression in these in, in this psalm here, the progression of someone who stands in the way of, or walks in the council of the Ungodly, then he stops and he stands in the way of sinners, and then he sits or is seated in the seat of scoffers. Yep, right. But then you notice the progression in verse 3 of the, the righteous person. He's like a tree that's planted, or back up to verse yep. 2, he delights in the law of the Lord, he meditates it day and night, and then he's planted by the streams of water and then yields fruit. So there's a progression. So what we do today will have an effect next week, next month, next absolutely. year. Absolutely, absolutely. So. That's a great, so. uh, great point. You know, when we get away from the Lord, we, we don't, you know, just all of a sudden burn and crash, so to speak. No, we, we start listening to the wrong people, mm -hmm. and then we start hanging with the wrong people. We stand, and then we sit down with them and linger with them, and we become just like them. And so uh, this godly man, he, he's always guarding against this type of, of counsel, standing in the path of sinners and sitting in the seat of the scornful. But it's it's so easy, you know. Uh, do you ever de detect, and I, I confess this, I can detect worldliness in my heart, you know, and, and I'm ashamed, and I'll have to confess that to, to God each and every day. But it's when I'm in the Word is when God shows me my desires and my thoughts and, and my worldliness. And so... I'm, I'm thankful for the Psalms, and I'm thankful for David's heart uh, as he expresses it here in, in Psalms 1. Psalm 2, you know, this is a, a, another psalm that's quoted a lot of times mm -hmm. in the New Testament. And uh, so what do you see from Psalms 2? Well, in, in Psalms 2, the beginning starts with a question. This is This is one that is more... Psalm 1 is so different. Like we said, it's kind of an orphan yeah. psalm. Yeah. Psalm 2 kind of begins a pattern that you see in a lot of the rest of the psalms you're going to read this week. And David asks a question. He says, why do the nations rage and the people plot in vain? And he talks about the way that the kings of the earth set themselves, the rulers take counsel together. Uh, he's contrasting the, the reign of men, the reign of humans, right. and the reign of, of God. Yes. And he is yes. looking forward to the, the vengeance, the, the justice um, that God brings. 
Yeah, and one of the things that uh, that we need to learn from the Old Testament that will help you and I as believers from a hermeneutic standpoint mm -hmm. is God of the Old Testament, God of Scripture. He is the warrior God of Israel. He is the king of all kings, and he wants to fight the battles for Israel. But Israel wanted to be like all the other nations, and they wanted their own king. And God said, I am your warrior king. I am your God who will battle for you. And so we see this battle continues to, to rage in Psalm 2. And uh, he says in verse 6, Yet I have set my king on my holy hill of Zion. I will declare the decree. The Lord has said to my son, You are my son. Today have I begotten you. Such such great, uh, great stuff in Psalms 2. And then what do you about, think about Psalm 3? I love Psalm 3. That's <laughs> One of my favorites, that was one I was excited to read and, and highlight. And the, the situation around this psalm is, is, is interesting, and it helps understand just what David was going through. He was being pursued by his own son. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's said that David's house was surrounded at night. Um, he knew that in the morning when the, the day would break, um, these, these soldiers, these foot soldiers of his own son who turned on him were going to come and take him. And this was a prayer that David wrote. And he says, Lord, how many are my foes? Many are rising against me. Many are saying of my soul, there's no salvation in God. But then in, in verse 3, that conjunction, that little conjunction, but it's almost like a hinge that yes. David's prayer swings on. Yeah. And he takes his focus off of the, the army that surrounds him. And he, he looks upward. He takes his focus vertical to God. And he says, but you, O Lord, are a shield around me, my glory, the one who lifts my head high. And then can you imagine being surrounded like that? And he says, I lay down and slept, and I woke again, for the Lord sustained Amen. me. Amen. Uh, this is a prayer that I apply personally in my life sometimes when, I don't know if you guys do this or if you do this, Tim, but I sometimes will be getting ready to go to sleep and I can't go to sleep because I'm thinking about what's coming up the next day or a deadline or something that's giving me anxiety that's coming up. And I love how I have my phone close to me. I'll bring this psalm up on my phone and read that verse in this song. I lay down and slept. I woke again for the Lord sustained me. And it's such a wonderful reminder um, that, 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 that God sustains us even when everything surrounds us. Yeah. You mean you, you have pressure and you have uh, every once in a while. And, you know, we, we all have <laughs> we do. pressure. Yeah. And Matt, as a youth pastor over the student ministry, think of the, the pressure that he has. Uh, I think sometimes we people think because you're, you're servants of Christ or pastors, so to speak, you, you never have any pressure or anxiety or, or fears. Uh, you know, man, we all have to batter the, battle those fears uh, that we have. And is there anything else in Psalm 3 that you, you, you see that you'd like to share? We can get into, but in verse 3, he, he is, is looking to the Lord and looking to God, and he says, you're a shield about me, says protection, mm -hmm. my glory. You think about, think about the dishonor that had that David was experiencing as a king who was in the process of trying to be deposed. A king on the run is never a good look, uh, but not only is he on the run, the king, in his own kingdom, it's his son yes. that turned against him. Wow. But in the midst of all that, he could say that, Lord, you are my 
my glory. Amen. And the one who is the lifter of my head. Amen. Uh, so it's just incredible how David could turn to God in that and find his identity. Right. His identity in God is a reminder for us to find our identity in Christ, yeah. our relationship with God that Christ has secured. One thing we know for sure that uh, David's children kept him humble. And I think God gives us all children to keep us humble. Absolutely. And to pray for our yep. children. And uh, certainly David prayed. So we, we go on to Psalm chapter 4. And I, I love verse number 3. I hi highlighted in my Bible. It says, but know that the Lord has, and I like these words, set apart for himself who is godly. And then it says, the Lord will hear when I call. And I don't know about you, but that just encourages me because when I'm praying and I come through a verse and God says, I, I'm going to hear you when I call to him, that encourages me to ask big things from God and ask for small things from God. And uh, man, when I'm praying, I'm asking God to do certain things. And when I come across these encouraging passages, when i when I have my daily devotions, when I'm reading uh, alone with the Lord, man, I stop and I'll, I'll pray right then and there. God, you you did this for David, and Lord, you heard him when he called. Uh, this morning I was over in, uh, I don't know, I think it was in Second Kings and uh, where they, Solomon dedicated the temple, mm -hmm. and, and Solomon said, you know, man, who, who am I that you would choose me? And, and he, he kept, kept saying in his prayer, when they pray, you know, mm -hmm. when they repent, when they turn back to you, and you use this phrase over and over again, hear from heaven, hear from heaven. And so that's what he's talking about. The Lord will hear when I call. And so what else do you see, Matt? Well, I, I go ahead to chapter 5, and I've as I was looking in chapter 5, I've got written down, I've got a few Bibles. I checked my other Bible on this one too. I've written down this is a great prayer to pray in the morning. Yes, um, it's a prayer of asking Amen. God to 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 lead us, um, to hear us. Um, he he highlights a few things in verse seven. He says, "I through the abundance of your steadfast love will enter your house." It's only by you know, the love of God that we are that we can have a relationship with with him that he can that he he leads us and that we can be led by him he says lead me O lord in your righteousness make your way um, straight before me so we see god's love we see his righteousness and then at the end of the psalm he says you will bless the righteous O lord you will cover him with favor as with a shield so we see god's yep. protection oh my so yes. we're led by his love we can be led because of his righteousness and it's his protection Yes. Um, that is the blessing of the, being the led King by James God. The says, with favor, you will surround him with a shield. I mean, God surrounds yep. us. Isn't that incredible? That's, that's, that's incredible. So great prayer to pray in the morning. Yeah. Um, a lot of these psalms can, can be great prompts for us to pray and, yes. and help, to help teach us to yes. pray. Yes. Um, Absolutely. So. And, uh, and he continues there in chapter 6 as he's, he's praying. Um, and he, he says, Lord, do not rebuke me in your anger, nor chasten me in your hot displeasure. And then he, he continues to pray, and he's talking about his groaning in verse 6, and he's drenched his bed with tears. And, and I think we've all been through those, those situations in, in our life. 
But then he closes Psalm 6, Depart from me, all you workers of iniquity. And I love this, and I highlighted in two different colors. The Lord has heard me. He's heard, and then the voice of my weeping. The Lord has heard my supplication. The Lord will receive my prayer. And that's, that's encouraging, isn't it? You know, what, what, a, what a confidence. <laughs> confidence building. A confidence that we can have, too. This was not just for David, who was the king of Israel. Um, we are all priests to God. We can access the throne of grace just like David did. And we can know that God hears our plea. He accepts our prayer when we pray. Yes. Uh, so we have that same that same blessing, yes. um, that same confidence um, that David had, Amen. which is incredible. And then Psalm seven, that's pretty pretty long. It it was long. I was, in addition to reading, as I was driving yesterday, I had I was playing the, psalm. the Psalms back uh, through the Bible app, and I realized we've been on this Psalm for a long time. So <laughs> <laughs> it's it's, a, it's one of the longer ones. Um, and uh, but it, it's a beautiful psalm about finding finding our our yes. refuge, yes. Um, protection in God, um, and then Psalm Psalm chapter eight kind of takes a turn, doesn't it? Because yes. it's it's a a, a psalm of worship. Yes. Um, it opens. I guess you could stay, say say oh. instead of opening with a with a a sorrow, it opens with rejoicing. Yes. Um, oh Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth and. It, it talks about, I, I under, underlined, I have the ESV, I think maybe you have the King James, but it says, you have, you have, New King James, <laughs> yeah, you, you have set your glory above the heavens, you have established strength because of your foes. Um, it's talking about praising God for, for what he's done and yes. for who he is. Yes, amen. And, uh, and then he says in verse 3, he's, he's meditating on the greatness of God. And when he says, when I consider your heavens, the work of your fingers, he's the creator, the moon, mm -hmm. the stars, which you've ordained. What is man that you are mindful of him? And this is quoted again in the New Testament, yep. in the book of Hebrews, mm -hmm. and the son of man that you visit him. And uh, verse 6, he tells us you've put all things under his feet. And then we, we come to, to Psalm 9. I will praise you, O Lord. With my whole heart, I will tell of your marvelous works and will rejoice and be glad and sing to your most high name. And I, let me encourage you to do something. This is a bullet point that will help you in your, in your prayer list, your prayer life. I have prayer lists and prayer cards, and, and I keep them in a box, and I bring them out each day and pray for them. One of the things I do in, when I have a time of, in my prayer of thanksgiving is I look over highlighted areas where there's a date and there's an answer to that prayer. Mm -hmm. And there's yep. some significant answers to prayer where I'll go back. Some that I think of one that was answered in 2019. I thank God every day for answering that prayer, though I could take it for granted. I'm still enjoying the benefit and the blessing of that prayer in 2019, the answer to that prayer. God provided and God blessed in a great way. So I see it, and it's a, a reminder, and it helps me not to take it for granted. I can thank him and praise him. Lord, I don't want to take this for granted, but I'll praise you with my whole heart. I'll be glad and rejoice. So that's some good stuff uh, in Psalm 9. 
Psalm 10, the pendulum kind of swings yep. the other way and begins with a question that maybe a lot of, I think people sometimes are afraid to vocalize, but oftentimes feel in their yes. soul. Yes. And David was, he was willing to be real and to, to, to pour his heart out to God. Yes. Yes. And in verse one, he says, why, O Lord, do you stand far away? Why do you hide yourself in times of trouble. And he kind of gives, I guess you could say, a, a grocery list of, of, of things that he sees in the world that aren't right. Uh, and he's asking God, where are you in this, in this situation? Yeah, um, verse 3 is, is, it makes you, you smile because you know how he feels. Mm -hmm. Read verse 3 from the <laughs> it says It says, the wicked boast of the desires of his soul's the greedy one, the one greedy for gain, curses and renounces the Lord in his pride of his face. The wicked do not seek him. He says there is no God. And then in verse 5, it says his ways prosper at all times. Yep. Yeah. And you, you wonder today, why do the heathen prosper or the ungodly prosper? And uh, we need to get our eyes off of their prosperity and mm -hmm. get our eyes on, on the Lord Jesus Christ who has freely given us all things. It says there's a, there's a passage in 1 Corinthians, and it just every time I read it, it stuns me. Uh, Paul asked the Corinthians, what do you have that you didn't receive from the Lord? Everything we have has come from the gracious hand of Almighty God. And so we need to turn our hearts back to the Lord. He says in verse number 11, he has set in his heart, God has forgotten. He hides his face. He will never see. And then he says, hmm. Arise, O Lord, O God. Lift up your hand. Do not forget the humble. Why did the wicked renounce God? So he's struggling here. He's got his eyes in the wrong place. And so get your eyes back on the Lord. And he, he, he fixes it. He fixes his, his focus in verse, verse number 16. He says, The Lord is king forever. Yeah. And ever, and then Amen. in verse seventeen he says, "Oh Lord, remember verse one? He said, "Why do you stand far away? Why do you hide yourself in times of trouble?" He brings his focus back to what he knows to be true about God, and he says, "You, O oh Lord, hear the desire of the afflicted. You'll strengthen their heart. You will incline your ear to do justice to the fatherless, the oppressed, uh, so that." the man on earth may strike terror yes. no more. So he went back, I would imagine, what, to what he was taught from, from the law, which reveals God's nature, reveals God's justice. He went back to what he yes. knew to be true about God. Amen. And we have to ground ourselves yes. in what we know to be true about God. In verse 16, verse 16 of chapter 10, the Lord is king forever and forever. And then he goes on with that same thought in chapter 11, and he, he talks about in verse 4, the, the Lord is in his holy mm -hmm. temple. The Lord's throne, it's in heaven. His eyes behold. His eyelids test the sons of men. The Lord tests the righteous, but the wicked and the one who loves violence, his soul hates. And So the, the Lord's throne is in heaven, and the Bible tells us, Earth is his footstool. And, and then when he comes and gives the Great Commission, he says, I have all authority yep. in heaven, on earth. And then, you know, we, we need to stop and think, my Lord, 
is king forever. And I love those words, king forever. I like the last verse there, the end of the last verse, it says, the upright yes. shall behold his face. Amen. And, you know, of course, we know that the only way that is possible is that it was made possible through Christ. Yes. And that we have his righteousness. Uh, yes. One day we will, yeah. we will see his face. And then you get into chapter 12, Matt. We've all prayed this prayer, and David feels abandoned. He says, God, help me. Lord, help, for the godly man ceases, for the faithful disappear from among the sons of men. And so he's, he's struggling and, uh, because of others that have, have disappeared in his, in his life. And so we, we can identify with these struggles. Yeah. Can, can you? <laughs> Absolutely. And the, the next few chapters kind of, kind of all center on, the, on that, on the struggles yes. that David, yes. um, that, that David is, is facing. Um, but I, I, I love in chapter 17, um, where he talks about that he will, um, hide, um, in the shadow of, yes. of, of his, of God's wings, yes. um, he, he takes all those worries, he takes all those concerns and the struggles that he's, he's, he's facing, and he finds, he finds refuge in God. And that's a theme, chapter 17 and chapter 18. Uh, sometimes when I find myself uh, just struggling with the issues of life and uh, I, I want to re-tether my, my mind to the, what's true about God. So I'll go to chapter 18 because it's, it's a more, one of the more lengthy chapters in this section. Um, and you want to you wanna hear, read a lot about who God is, what he has done, what he yes. does. Yes. Wow. Uh, I love it. He says, I will love you, O Lord, my strength. And, and these are prayers you can pray. And you can pray unto the Lord as you read them. The Lord is my rock, my fortress, my deliverer, my God, my strength in whom I'll trust, mm -hmm. my shield. I will call upon the Lord, so shall I be saved from my enemies. And he says in verse 6, Am I distressed? I called on the Lord and cried out to my God. He heard my voice, and my cry came before his ears. And So, hey, just pray, pour mm -hmm. your heart out before God. God already knows what's in your heart. He knows what you're struggling with. Just discuss it with him. Have a conversation. He's speaking to you from his word, so you can speak to him in prayer, and God will expose every thought that you have in your heart in his word, and you will see it on the page of Scripture because I see it every day, and God exposes my heart. And so it's, it's good to be with God mm -hmm. and to share these things with him. Yeah. Now, chapter 19 is, is special, I guess you could say, because it, 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 it shows us how God has revealed himself yes. to the world. You see in verse 1, it says, The heavens declare the glory of God. Yes. Uh, we call that general revelation. Yes. Uh, that, that God has declared himself through his creation, through, through nature. But then in verse 7, we see the law of God is perfect, reviving the soul and the testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. So we see the we, what we call special revelation, right. that God has revealed yes. everything we need to know about him through his word, word for word, every word. Yes, um, and, this, and he, he begins to use a, a poetic uh, form in Psalm 19, and he makes a statement, and then he shows the results. Yep. 
the law of the Lord is perfect. Well, what does it do? Converts the soul. The statutes of the Lord, they're right. What happens? Rejoicing the heart. Yep. The commandment of the Lord is pure. What does it do? It enlightens your eyes. The fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. And so that's great, Matt. Good point. Well, uh, we, we said we weren't going to highlight every chapter. <laughs> we're, we're ending up doing that, but yeah. I thought we could look at chapter 22 uh, because that's a special one because this is one of those uh, this is one prophetic. of those chapters that is prophetic. Um, some of this chapter is repeated in in the New Testament, and you'll recognize verse one. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Yes. Those are the words also of Jesus yes. on the cross. So this is a this is a prophetic um, a prophetic psalm um, that that points to uh, to Jesus coming. So as you're reading that, you're going to want to you're going to want to make note of that, and you're going to want to highlight. Um, Highlight that. It talks about in verse 18, they divide my garments among them for my clothing. They cast lots. Yes. Just incredible. Yes. Written hundreds of years yes. before Jesus came, before Jesus suffered. Um, between this, of course, other passages, Isaiah uh, 53, you can see in detail, Christ. in detail, Messiah. how Jesus suffered for our sins and died for our sins. Yeah, he said, They ridicule me. In verse 7, they shoot out their lip. And then they they shake their heads saying, he trusted in the Lord, let him rescue him. And that's quoted in the, in the cross stories. And uh, so thank God for Messiah in the Old Testament. Christ is the Messiah of, of Israel. He is our God and our Savior. He says, I was cast upon you from birth and from my mother's mm -hmm. womb. You have been my God. Be not far from me, for trouble is near. And so this is a, a great, great chapter. And then you get to Psalm 23. Not pe many people know that, have heard of that one, right? <laughs> <laughs> and so what do you love about Psalm 23? Well, it's arguably one of the most famous chapters in the Bible. Um, but what a beautiful picture of our relationship with God. I, th I think maybe that's why we're... We're, we're drawn to this uh, to this chapter. Um, it, it almost touches on every emotion and every stage uh, of life yes. um, that we face. Yes. Um, but yeah, th that first verse, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. If we have God as our shepherd, what else is there? It reminds what me of in need? John chapter 6 uh, mm -hmm. when the disciples said to Jesus, where else, where else can we go? Um, you yeah. have the words of eternal life. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. Then I, I love the word play in verse 2. It says, uh, you know, it's, he's talking about the shepherd. The Lord is my shepherd. He makes me. And then verse 2, he leads me. Verse 3, again, he leads me. And it's this is a, a chapter about the, the shepherd, and it's about the Lord Jesus Christ, about the Lord God Jehovah and Whenever I see something practical, practical like that, I want to apply it to my heart because it's it's something that God does for me. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. Mm -hmm. And we, we've read discussions on that where sheep won't eat, you know, by running waters and so forth. And uh, they like to be near the, near the still waters and, and so forth. 
sheep when they fall over, you know, they can't even get back <laughs> up on their own. Yep. And, and I think that's the way we are. So metaphorically, we are sheep of his pastor. We fall over. We can't get back up on our so own. So we probably shouldn't take this as a compliment to us when we're compared to sheep. Right. I think that's what you're getting at, right? <laughs> right. Uh, so this is, this is all about exalting the shepherd, yeah. all about it's the, all about the, the, the glory of, of Jesus yeah. and, and the way that he leads us. And Chapter 26, I know we're getting to the end of our reading and the end of our, our video here, but you, you see a prayer that Maybe people don't pray very often, but David prays that he will be vindicated. Yes. Um, you, David, of course, we know from the from Scripture was not a perfect. He was nowhere close to a perfect person or close to a perfect man. He had a heart that was close to God. He had a heart, yes. yeah, a man after God's own heart. But he says, "Vindicate me, O Lord, for I've walked with integrity. Yes. I've trusted the Lord without wavering." And then he invites God to do something that is is almost a little scary. Yeah. Right? He says, prove me, O Lord, and try me. Test my heart and mind. Yes. Um, yes. What he's saying is, I've, I've tried to do the right thing. I've tried to live in accordance with your law and your statutes. Um, correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah. yeah. But I still have enemies, yes. and they seem to be winning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he says, I've walked in your truth, and I've not sat with idolatrous mm -hmm. mortals nor will I go with the... I'm not hanging out with the hypocrites. Yep. He even says in verse 5, I've hated the assembly of evildoers. I will not sit with the wicked. He says, God, my hands are innocent. <laughs> <laughs> and so he's, he's asking the Lord, and, and then he says in verse 8, I love this part of the prayer. He says, Lord, I have loved the habitation of your house and the place where your hmm. glory dwells. And uh, I, I love that verse. It just kind of resounds in my, my heart. Um, and then he goes back to the sinners in verse 9. Yep. <laughs> I, verse 11 stood out to me where he, he, he makes a resolution. He says, as for me, I shall walk in my integrity. Yes. And it's easy sometimes to be discouraged when we're living for the Lord and it feels like people around us aren't, and they're getting ahead, and they're not getting maybe what we think is due them. Yes. God said, vengeance is mine, yes. but we'd like to see that come a little sooner rather than later sometimes. It's easy for us to get discouraged and maybe thinking that living for God isn't worth it yeah. and living a life that's pleasing to God isn't worth it. But he says, as for me, I shall walk in my integrity. I'm not giving up just because I'm the only one that's doing right. Amen. And that's the, I think that, res, that's, that's, that resonates for us today in a culture that seems to be yes. less and less walking in integrity. A absolutely, you know? because it's, sometimes it's, it's lonely mm -hmm. when you walk with God. Because you, but when you read these passages, you, you see God's house, the habitation. And then in verse 12, congregation, I'll bless your name. And God's people, Israel, they're, they're a, a people of close-knit that's why we need other people in our life. When David seemed to, to get isolated, that's when he got discouraged. And I think sometimes that's what happens to you and I. Mm -hmm. We get away yeah. from other people. Proverbs tells us in chapter 18 that, uh, you know, isolation is really not a good thing. And we need to have people, yep. people around For us, sure. especially in our struggles. So, hey, if you, you have struggles and you need someone to talk out, talk to, then reach out to one of your brothers and sisters in Christ that, that loves the Lord, and they can help you walk through this. Psalm 27, Matt, kind of brings us to a close. I think it's a great way to end the week's reading also. Um, the Lord is my light and my salvation. 
whom shall I fear? Yes. Um, I have to admit, I'm a recovering people pleaser. <laughs> <laughs> I hate the, I hate saying no to people. Right. I don't like yep. thinking that I let somebody down. Yeah. Um, and this is a great reminder. This is a verse that I've repeated, memorized many times. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Who shall I fear? If our salvation and our direction in life is wholly dependent on God, yes. What can others do to us? Amen. Uh, why should we That's be? Pretty good, you know, why should we be so concerned about what others think of us? Well, we should be more concerned about what yeah. God thinks it's of us. Encouraging, yeah. Uh, that, <laughs> help me. I'm. St- I, I still struggle in this area. I'll. I'll, I'll admit. Um, but he, he says, when evildoers assail me to eat up my flesh, my adversaries and my foes, um, they encamp against me. He keeps. He's. He, he's listing all this, looking back to what he just said. Yes. Uh, yeah, who shall I fear? Even though people are assailing me, encamping against me, um, he is trusting in God. Um, yeah. What a great way to end! I, yeah, I think so. That's, that's, <laughs> that's a great. Ver- that's a great verse. That. A great. A great chapter. Um, that's a great way to end. So. So thank you so much for joining us uh, for the podcast this week. Uh, hope that the Psalms are a blessing to your heart as they, they have been to ours as we've prepared for this. Of Amen. course, if you have any questions, um, if there was a, a particular Psalm that was a blessing to your heart, please leave it in the comments or please reach out to us and, and, and let us know. We'd love to rejoice with you in knowing that, that, that you're in the Word and that God is speaking to your heart through Amen. His Word. So God bless. Thank see you. Ya. We'll see you.